0: Pastor in his absence, and uh, man, you got a good pastor. And his his family, what an amazing uh, pastoral family you all have. And um, I I admire uh, brother Brown so much. We grew we kind of grew up together. We went to Bible school together, and uh, so um, I've just I've witnessed through the years um, as he's lived his life, and he's a great man of honor and character, and passionate and talented. And he loves you guys a whole lot, and uh, you are you are blessed to have a pastor uh, like Brother Brown and his wife. Amen, amen. And I, I won't I'm not going to keep you too long tonight. And uh, somebody say yes, thank you. That's great. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to I want to talk for a little while and and um, and share 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 a thought with you, and and uh, then we'll go our way and. And um, have the, a great rest of the week here. Um, we all kind of grow up with trust issues. Um, anybody have trust issues? Anybody? i the only one. We all got a little bit of trust issues. Um, and there's a reason for that. Um, uh, we grow up in a world that um, is very untrustworthy. And um, if there's anything you learn real quick about humans is... Uh, it's hard to trust people and and you and you find that uh it's easy to get jaded because you'll trust someone and then they'll talk about you. You'll trust another person and then they desert you. Trust another one and they do you wrong and um you can have five that don't, but that one that does kind of sticks in your in your in your in your crawl and um so we kind of grow up with trust issues. Uh, there's a story uh, Adam and Eve in the garden and Adam had been staying out late at night and and uh, Eve was a little concerned and so he came home late one night and she's, she said Adam uh, what are you doing? Are you are you seeing somebody else? And um, Adam goes baby there ain't nobody else. And um Later that night, in the middle of the night, Adam woke up, felt somebody poking him and looked over and it was Eve. She was poking on his ribs and he said, what in the world are you doing? She said, well, I'm just making sure. <laughs> if if I could be so bold, if I could be so bold, a, a lot of people have trust issues with the church. And uh, someone once said you write a, you write a book about. How amazing church is, and how amazing church people are, and how great it is, and how awesome it is. Uh, you're gonna have a garage full of books. If you write a book about how church is rotten and 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 full of uh, hypocrites and people that speak out of both sides of the mouth, you can be on the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, because because we grow up with trust issues. But but if you if there's a resounding uh, foundational truth that is repeated over and over and over and over and over in Scripture. It's God saying, trust me. Trust me. You can't please me unless you trust me. It's the very foundation of everything. Is faith. is trust. Hear the words of, of David, who God said had his heart. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Psalms 20 says uh, in verse 6 Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven and with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember or we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Psalms 34 Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one is broken evil shall slay the wicked and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate the Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants and none of them that trust somebody say trust in him shall be desolate blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust trust in the Lord with all thine heart lean not into thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path somebody said trust him Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to have to trust him. It's one of our greatest gifts, uh, this gift of choice. Aren't you thankful you have a choice? It also uh, can be your greatest curse. Uh, but, but God gave us this amazing gift, and he immediately says to us, I want it back. I want it back. I've given you an option, but I want you to take that option, and I want you to return it to me. I want you to trust me. I want you to let go and trust me. I want you to surrender the choices of life to me. I want you to let me lead. I want you to let me choose. I want you to let me steer. I want you to let me lead. Let go. Leap off. What's he saying? Trust me. In our flesh, we want the false safety of self-survival, self-preservation. Protect yourself. Watch out for yourself. Individuality, uh, being your own, and, and making your own, and fighting for your own, is kind of the the, uh, the 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 word of the day. Nonconformity. Be the master of your faith. We have do-it-yourself sinners because we don't want anybody else to have to do it for us. And self-help books and CDs. But the kingdom's cry is to lose yourself, to give up control, to lose your life. And if you lose that life, you'll find it. And if you try to save your life, if you try to keep control, if you try to hold on, then you're going to lose it. Because it's by his strength, it's by his wisdom, it's by his might, it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. Trust me. Trust me. And if if there's something I want you to get in in your heart, understand this. The only true victory in life is in surrender. I said the only true victory in life is in surrender. It's when you completely trust him to lead. In letting go, in giving up, quitting your job as the king of your life. Somebody needs to to fill out your uh, resignation papers tonight. And turn them in and say, I quit. I quit. I quit trying to work it out. I quit trying to lead this thing. I quit trying to come up with the answers. I quit. I'm just going to trust you, God. (laughs) Abraham, God speaks to him, says, I want you to leave. Where are we going? I'm not going to tell you. Just follow my lead. Go where I tell you to go. Oh, by the way, you're going to have kids, uh, sands of the sea. How is that possible? How is that possible? I'm an old geezer now. My wife is old. How is that possible? Trust me. Trust me. Jonah, uh, the prophet, the reluctant prophet, running from God, running from what he had asked him to do. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. But in the process, he ends up in a boat and ends up in the sea, ends up in a fish. And the greatest thing that could ever happen is in the belly of a fish because he had no rudder, he had no sail, he had no way of controlling anything. And it was at that moment that he looked up and he said, all I can do is trust you, God. It was a perfect place for him to get. If you ever read uh, the uh, the details, the... the uh, the way the ark was supposed to be built, you have to imagine no one going, OK, we're going to build it this big and this wide. And OK, it's going to be that tall and it's going to be out of this. and that. OK, but God, where's the rudder? Where's the, where's the sail? There is no rudder. There is no sail. Trust me. Somebody say, trust him. You read the disciples in the storm. The storm is coming in. They were they were skilled at at doing what they did, and they they knew the sea, but they had had lost their capacity to uh, control their fate. And so they are crying out to Jesus, and Jesus wakes up from his sleep grumpy, and he looks at them and he says, how long is it going to take for you to trust me? Trust me. Quit worrying. Quit fighting. Quit quit, uh, groveling with the answers. Just trust me. Just trust me, I got this thing. You see, it's the key to the miraculous. It's the key to divine provision. It's the key to the Holy Ghost. What did did Jesus say? If a a son asked his father for a loaf of bread, would he give him a stone? Would he give him a snake? Would he give him a, a scorpion? No. How much more so? Will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Ghost if you ask for it? It's like this is the beginning things. You're just going to have to trust me. You're just going to have to trust me. You're going to have to trust my plan. You have to trust that I'm ordered everything. That there's nothing out of my control. That there's nothing that I don't have a handle on. That I am the author and finisher of your faith. I know where you're at. I know where you came from. I know where you're going. And I got it. I got this. You got to trust me. You got to trust me. I know more than you do. Thus saith the Lord. <laughs> trust me. There's two key questions if you're going to live a life of trust. And they're the, 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 the first questions that you have to ask and then answer. Okay? So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. And they're not my words, but I got them from a really good source and really smart guy. So here we go. The first question that you've got to answer is, is there a God? And I truly believe, I truly believe Christians have to answer that question too. Because if you live any time at all, it's going to come up. It's going to come up after you've met the master. We're all going to have our our John the Baptist experience going, can you go ask him and make sure, is he really, is it really, am I really? Because you're going to find yourself in a situation that's going to challenge your faith in God. And so you have to ask the question and answer it and have the right answer. And it's it's got to stick with you. There is a God. And the second question is, what is his character? What is his character? It's one thing to believe in God. It's another thing to have a clear understanding and a belief in the character of this one true living God. We have to understand his character. We have to, we have to answer it and answer correctly that he is a God of love, compassion. That he, that he loves me more than I ever will have the capacity to love him back. That he loves me more than I'll have the capacity to love anything back. That, that his intentions are never selfish and self-serving. But anything and everything that I'll ever face, that I'll ever go through, has purpose. Has purpose. And it is because he loves me and because he cares for me that I will face anything and everything in my life. And if you don't, because I know we like to say, well, man... Um, if I believe that, if I believe that God is the complete controlling everything and that there's nothing by chance, and then, then it's going to introduce some tough questions. It's going to introduce some tough questions when I'm standing over my sick child. It's going to, it's going to really be a challenge when I'm looking in the, in, in, in the casket, when I'm facing the greatest storms of my life. I would like to believe that it's just the devil or it's just chance. It's just life. But I have come to tell you that God can handle our greatest indictments of what he does or does not do. He can handle everything that you will ever face and challenge him on. He can handle it. He does not need to be propped up by the devil's going to do bad stuff to us, and that's just the way it is. The devil does nothing to a child of God. Outside of the lenience and the liberty that God gives him. Did you hear what I said? The devil doesn't speak one word to you that God doesn't allow him to speak. He has no authority to do anything in your life without divine mandate from God and allowance from God. There is no storm, there is no catastrophe, there is no chance element in your life that somehow missed the authority of the all-sufficient, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere-present God. Come on, somebody, you've got to believe that. There is not one word of your life story that has ever escaped His pen. Should I say it again? There is not one word, not one storyline, not one chance encounter that somehow. Escaped him, surprised him. Was somehow outside of his divine authority. He said, but I can choose, I can mess things up. Yes, you can. But I believe God can use all our mess-ups to still bring glory. And do you think for one second that you surprised him when you messed up? There's a reason why he died on the cross. Did you know he died for the sins you're going to commit next week? He knows everything. He's been everywhere. There is nothing that's going to surprise him, shock him, get him off guard. Nothing escapes him. You can trust him. I said you can trust him. You can trust him completely. You can trust him unabashedly. You can trust him with everything. Poke your neighbor and say, hey, it's time to trust him. My my wife just had a baby, and um, it's good to have Jose here tonight. He's our head usher there at Valley Lighthouse in Van Nuys, and he is my armor bearer sidekick tonight. I appreciate him coming. And uh, but Jose's met Mimi, our, our Mimi. Who's Mimi in the house? Mimi. My little girl's name's Mimi. Isn't that special? That's special. Uh, well, little Mimi, uh, my, my wife had had, Two children before and um, and she'd had normal vaginal births, and everything was pretty pretty normal it was pretty easy you know she didn't have you know that tw- you know twenty seven hundred hour labor situations and all that, which I'm thankful for I'm very thankful because whether I was pushing or not, it was really hard on me too you know <laughs> and uh but it was pretty normal for her, but for some reason or other she uh, she said, "You know, I, I'm thinking of having a C-section. And you, anybody that's ever had a C-section understands it's, it's a whole different uh, beast altogether. The, the the healing process, the the risk factors, uh, uh, you know, they're just they're cutting you from stem to stern, and and yanking a baby out of your stomach. And there's nothing nice about that. But for some reason, she thought maybe it would." It was the way she was gonna go and she talked to her doctor and lo and behold he said, Well, I'm not sure, but it's it's an it's an option. And I wasn't expecting I was expecting him to go, No way, you're not getting a C see. there's no reason for it. you've had two great births. Why would you have a C section now? And um, but anyway, it came down to almost like the last day. And I remember my wife and I talking, we're like trying to weigh the odds, you know, and what's best and, and we said, you know, we're gonna trust God whatever's best, you know, that that that's what's going to happen. We're going to talk to the doctor one more time. Whatever he says, we're just going to follow his lead. So we go in the last appointment before a scheduled C-section or delivery, natural birth they were going to induce. And um, the doctor said, I think you should go with a C-section. Now, everybody else, every nurse, everybody else we talked to he said, why would he encourage you to have a C-section? But we said, okay, that's that's our our answer from God. That's what we're going to do. And so she went under the knife, and uh, I was there and I I saw it happen as they pulled that baby out, and the the umbilical cord was wrapped twice around its neck, and around its leg, and around its body. The truth of the matter is, that baby was not coming out normal. And there's a great possibility it would have died, and who knows what could have happened. Even my wife could have died. We, you know, there's, no, there's no telling. It probably had to have been an emergency C-section. And we step back from that. And it seems like such a, a chance thing. But it's not a chance thing. You can trust the God you're walking with. I said, you can trust. I know you're going. You may be going through the biggest junk you've ever been through in your life. But you can still trust him. You may not know how you're going to pay the rent next week. But you can still trust him. You may not know what's going to happen and how it's going to work out and where it's going. But you can trust him. He knows what's best. And he loves you enough to do what's best. Amen? Uh, Anybody like the circus? I'm going to close with this. See, I told you I wasn't going to go long. Anybody like the circus? Well, I I don't know about you. I don't go for the clowns. I, I, I mean, clowns are great and all. I heard someone say they didn't like clowns, and they said, why don't you like clowns? And he said, I don't know. Maybe it was when when I was young and that clown killed my dad. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that was it. (sighs) I don't know. The clowns are kind of creepy. But, and the contortionists and the elephants, I don't know. Elephants getting up on each other's rears. I mean, I don't know. It's just whatever. Whatever. Forgettable. Uh, the thing that gets me is those trapeze people. When them dudes get up there and they're 100, 100, and whatever feet off the ground, swinging around and flipping in the air. And I did a little research. And I found out that there, there is, a, there's a, there's a, the what we call the trapeze artist, and then there is a catcher. And a catcher isn't a, doesn't do the flips. The catcher just catches. The the trapeze artist that never catches. They don't catch themselves. They don't, grab, they don't reach out and try to grab the catcher. They just get caught. So um, they, they're swinging on that bar, and then they fly out in the air, and they let go, and they're flipping all around with complete confidence that there's going to be a catcher. And that catcher, at the right moment, is going to grab them. And what a glorious thing it is. And the truth of the matter is, it is not your job to protect yourself, to catch yourself, to work the deed. you Your job is to do what God called you to do and to trust Him. And think about this with me, okay? And this is, I don't know, this is just me. Can you imagine going to a circus and some trapeze guy swinging on a bar and he never lets go? And you got the catcher, you know, hanging upside down by his legs and he's just like swinging back and forth. And everybody's. The glory of it, the true glory of it, is only realized when the dude lets go. There is nothing spectacular about a guy hanging from a bar. It is only when they let go in that moment of trust. Doing what they've trained to do that the, the greatness happens that the splendor happens that the awe factor happens. Let me tell you something you are dooming your life to the doldrums of a trapeze artist that never lets go until you trust God. But the moment you trust him and let go the splendor the glory of life. The greatness of life will be revealed. It is in the letting go that it happens. Come on, clap your hands if you believe that. I'm talking to a woman that wants to emotionally feel good about it. I'm talking to a man that wants all the details. I am 100% sure that God is never going to give you it because he is not going to validate the life of someone that won't trust him. He's never going to give you what you need to let go feeling safe. You're always just going to have to let go. You see, some of the glory of God is in this word wonder. We, we talk about the wonder of God. Well, the the word wonder can be used a lot. It's like, I wonder. I wonder. Or wonder. Wonder is only experienced when you don't know. You can't wonder about something you know. You wonder about something you don't know. Wonder Wonder is in the glory of something that you don't understand. That's what makes it wonderful. That's what makes God wonderful is when you can trust him and 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 not know how it's going to work or how he's going to do it. But then he does it. I uh, if you'll stand with me, I saw um, I saw a. um, a program one time uh, it was a, a uh, uh, magic tricks revealed thing I, I can't remember the exact name anybody ever seen something like that where some magician goes okay the hidden secrets of magicians will now be revealed to you and then they show you a trick they show you some kind of trick somebody some woman getting cut in half or something and then they go about showing you how it works Well, I mean, it's cool, but the only problem with that is you'll never, ever be amazed by that ever again. (laughs) It's over. You're like, I know how that happens. The wonder of God is found in this idea of trusting him when you don't understand and when you don't know. And I think sometimes in our quest for knowledge, we don't understand, but we're shooting ourselves in the foot. God, explain it to me. God, show me. God, God, uh, you know, detail it for me. God says, if I do that, you're going to lose the wonder. And part of worship is wonder. And part of the glory of it all is wonder. It's, it's in the letting go and not knowing. It's in the letting go and losing control over what's going to happen next. It's, it's, it's in letting go and saying, okay, God, it's you. And then he does what only he can do he swoops in and all of a sudden you get a job you never thought you would get all of a sudden the doctor comes back and says I don't know how it happened I'm not sure how it happened but something's happened it's when you think they're lost and they'll never be found and all of a sudden they walk through the back doors and they come down to an altar and plead the blood and and get refilled with the Holy Ghost and then everybody goes wow what a God we
1: serve
0: If God takes away all the things that force you to trust Him, He takes away your ability to be in wonder of Him, to understand the greatness of Him, to trust Him and have the beauty of that perfect relationship of man and God, the catcher, the letting go, the glory of trusting Him. Why don't you raise your hands right now? pray that God would help us every person in this house to trust him to trust him hallelujah 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 in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name Hallelujah. God, I pray for every I pray for every heart in this house that's facing challenges and facing stuff they don't understand. For every for every one of us that has questions that can't seem to get answered and challenges that we just don't see how it could ever work out. I pray, God, that you would speak to every heart right now and say those simple words. Just trust me. In Jesus' name, for every person that needs, a, that needs a moment of the miraculous in their life, I pray that they'd let go right now and trust you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you believe God's going to work it out right now, I want you to raise both hands to heaven. I want you to lift your voices. And I want you to thank Him because He is going to catch you. He is going to bring it all together. He is going to work it out. He's going to bring glory out of it. And you are going to wonder at His power, His presence, His ability, His wisdom, His love, His compassion. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you tonight. Thank you for being here. I'm going to turn it back to whoever I'm turning it back to. But I appreciate you preaching with me, responding. And I I appreciate this church and what you mean for this city. I'm thankful to be connected with you and uh, to be working together. And uh, you keep trusting God. God's got great things in store for you, things like you've never seen before. God bless you in Jesus' name.
1: Praise God, praise God, hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands one more time, hallelujah. Oh, God, you're faithful, Lord Jesus. We trust in you, Lord, hallelujah. I praise your name, Lord God, hallelujah, hallelujah. In your wonderful name, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our cry, Lord. Thank you for seeing us, Lord, where we're at, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus, amen, amen hallelujah praise God praise God amen thank you brother Ewoodt amen hallelujah he's faithful praise God amen hallelujah praise God hallelujah oh he's loving hallelujah 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. praise God in prayer i was I was thinking and uh you know, you read the Bible and, you know, God is everywhere. We deal in time, but God doesn't deal in time. And you, you, you look through the Bible and to some he was a strong tower. To some he was a buckler. To some he was a shield. And we know that our God doesn't deal in time. So tomorrow, I don't know what's going to happen. But we, I know that God's there. And whatever I need, God already knows. And God is already able to be that, what I need right now. He already knows. That's how much he loves us. So can't we trust him? So can't we trust him? Hallelujah. We serve a great big God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Dear Father, we love you tonight, Lord God. Go with us, Lord, in a special way, Lord. Speak to us, Lord God. Oh, Lord, help me to trust you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you've been doing, Lord God, for Life Church, Lord. Touch Brother and Sister Brown, Lord, in a mighty way, God. Touch our church, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, move on to revival, Lord, in a special way, God. We ask it in your precious name. Amen, amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.